the way that you phrased the big the fact that you were becoming a big boy. So this is probably two different episodes then. Because we talked about well, becoming yeah, a big boy. That's right. That was a safe buck episode. Yep. But the original episode where you teased the big boy. No. The- <laughs> Cut that off. <laughs> Time code that. Producer Matt. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. If you're counting, this is episode number 241. If you care who we are, that's Matt Drury. You're Tim Chelswick. And we are the dynamic duo of podcasts, but we're no one's favorite podcast. Definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. We should also say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. That's right. This is going to air between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully everyone had a great Christmas and they're going to have a good New Year's. I see. Now, this is going to be like a year. We've never done an episode like this. It's going to be like a year end, year in review, shenanigans episode. Yes. We might cover some. Your eye is twitching so bad. It is so off-putting. Please put this back on. It hurts. The problem with the patch is it hurts, and I think it exacerbates the twitch. But I don't have to see it's, it. It's been a long... <laughs> well, Princess in the Pea over here, I'm sorry. My medical condition bothers you. Yeah, it does. I have to look at you. Just look down. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I like that. You're killing me, Small. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we might actually have a special guest on. Perhaps. Today. Perhaps. Yes. It'd be special if we could get this guest. The, the man killed the forked buck. I want to cut that part out because I want it to be a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Max, so cut that part out. Cut that out. It's a surprise guest. No one knows who this guest is, nor what they have done. That's correct. Could Not be a us. great guest. Could be crappy. <laughs> could, Yeah. Could be someone that got We might there. have two special guests, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. One potentially in studio. Yes. Could be anybody. It could be. <laughs> All right. We better get this train rolling. Yes. Yeah. We have some shout outs. All right. Our shout outs are actually brought to you by Sportsman Channel. You're home for everything red, wild, and blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the newest Rack Pack members are Jake Kosick, Kelsey Hawk, Chadrick Chungler. <laughs> You think you're so funny. Chadrick Chungalrink. Is that it how would that's be nice to be it, for, pronounced? For this, I don't, it's, it's a listener. We need to try to pronounce our listeners' names correctly because that's their heritage. I'm calling them Chad. Chad Chung. Chad, Chadrick Chungalrink. Okay. Ron Lux. Lux. A. Badro. Shilia. I'm not reading these anymore. These. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Wallace, I got that one. <laughs> Sheila Roach. <laughs> Segment brought to you by uh, dyslexia. <laughs> you 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 laugh all you For, want. It's not easy to be me over here reading these names well, I've never seen before. It's, it's tough. At least we, you could put like we do it. Your name, like sound it out, <laughs> spell it phonetically for yeah, folks. That's right. Well, Jungle Rink. I mean, that's <laughs> looks like it's spelled pretty phonetically. We should let people know that one of these names is not accurate. It could have part, been several of those. Part of the fun <laughs> is figuring out which one it is, and clearly it was Brian Wallace. Mm-hmm. All right, nice job. Moving forward, and then uh, if you don't know what the rack pack is, you're under a rock. Go to the Facebook. The Facebook, yep. you type in in the search, 
100% wild rack pack and it comes up. <laughs> Join whatever groups come up under that title. <laughs> if there's more than one, like we're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> Never the first. We're always uh, the, the last. Yep. <laughs> and then on YouTube, Crater Moon, uh, regarding the Coondog show, says... You think that's his name? <laughs> Probably. I mean... Or did he misspell it? It's like Carter... Carter. Cor- Corey Johnson is his real name. Oh, okay. Misspelled it as, Cor- as Crater Moon. He says, awesome. Coco Dog is so funny. Keep it up. I'm going to start calling him Coco Dog. <laughs> I like Coco. We try to be authentic when it comes to people's people's names <sighs> and, and their spelling. Yeah. Huge. Who did we give a hard time to last show on their on their ability to spell? I couldn't tell you. It was we were going in hard on someone. I can't remember who it was. Is it me? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was someone else. I think a team member. Oh. Or it could yeah. be several of those guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I, there's a lot of revising that happens in Deercast. Um so we're going to be talking about some of our favorite episodes and favorite moments from the show from this past year. That's right, Tim. Um, do we? So we've got a kind of a choice point here. Do we want to air a grievance before we move into that, or do we want to have a little, like, a little breath of fresh air? Let's air a grievance. A little festivus for the rest of us. Okay. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Heck yes. Let's start with you. <laughs> so. The 12 giveaways of Christmas. We just we just finished it. Well, by the time you're hearing this, it's been finished for probably a week or yeah. 10 days or so. Yeah. Hopefully people had a good time. Hopefully some of our listeners want some stuff. We try to do something fun for our partners and for our dear casters. 12 days, 12 giveaways of Christmas. We gave away thousands of dollars in awesome gear from our partners. It's a cool thing. Not to mention we just gave away a Tracker 800. Yes. Thousands of dollars. Yes. We have a track record for giving away things because we legit, like, we're thanking people. And legitimately giving them away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not are- a ruse. <laughs> it's not some big ploy. We actually follow through. Yeah. Yeah. There are easier scams to run. We actually spend a, de- a, a decent amount of time putting these things together. $200 is $200. That's right. And, and part of the process was... Once we draw your name, we email you because people give us their email addresses to notify them that they've won. They have 48 hours to respond back. Otherwise, we have to go to a runner-up because we want to make sure these things get in the hands of people. Them's the rules. It's the rules. It's in, it's in the, 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 the rules for the contest. It's on, the, it's on DeerCast in the post. Get back to us within 48 hours. So you're telling me somebody had a problem with this. Apparently so. <laughs> so, uh, so one guy... His name was drawn. So you don't win until you actually confirm back. You're not a winner until you confirm with us. I emailed him the day we drew his name for the Leupold uh, VX3 scope. It's a really nice scope. It's like eight, $800, I think, it retails for. It's a really, really nice scope. $200 is $200. It's 800 though. Okay. <laughs> it's like four times that. Um, and this person got back to me yesterday. So that was, I think six or seven days after their 48-hour window had passed. Okay. And even 24 hours into their 48-hour window, I emailed them, which I, it's not something I have to do, but I just said, hey, just want to reach out. Please get a hold of me. You got 24 hours left. Otherwise, we'll have to go to a runner-up. It's in the contest rules. I feel like I should have 
prepped this by getting that soundbite from Willy Wonka, the original, where he's like, you lose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we're trying to avoid that. Like we legitimately want people to win and it creates more work for us when we have to pick like a second person or a third person. For you. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Let's be clear. When I say us, I mean me. Um, so the guy that was like six days tardy and getting back to us emailed me yesterday. I was like, oh gosh, I hope I haven't Hope I haven't lost out on this. Please don't tell me you didn't uh, award this to a runner-up. I didn't see the email. My fault. And then another email saying, "Oh gosh, please, please contact me back. I really need, I really need to make contact with you. I really want to win this scope." And then another email. And then, and, and I got back to him. And I said, "Hey, sorry, but you're way past the deadline. We had to award it to someone else. It's in the rules." And then he sent me back this long, much longer email. All, all about how terrible we are and how, why didn't we text him? Why didn't we call him? Well, you, no one gave us their telephone. We didn't ask for telephone numbers in this giveaway. So email was the only way that we could reach out. So I sent him a nice like two paragraph letter back saying, it, it, these were the rules. You know, this is the only, I reached out to you twice. It was in the DeerCast post. I don't know why you were checking DeerCast. We don't put names in there until we've confirmed with people. And, uh, so just kind of disappointing because he, because for some, something happened between the first email and the, and like the third or fourth to where it became our problem, our fault for him not re reaching out to us. Are you surprised? Unfortunately I am. I don't know if I'm an eternal <laughs> optimist and like, cause I was like legitimately disappointed. Like we're trying to do something nice. We just can't have nice things. Mm -mm. And then last night I was cruising through Facebook, just kind of approving some posts and looking at things. Uh, through DeerCast. Sorry, DeerCast. And, um, and I see a post that says it's titled, I won the contest. <laughs> and it's from the gentleman whose name was drawn. For the loophole scope. We, we won't name names. We won't. But as much as we feel like it. He's a douche. Here's what he said. This company is as sorry as hell. <laughs> and he, he said that wrong. <laughs> We're sorry. As hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th there's, right. th there's not even a period in this whole thing. It's just one sentence. This company is sorry as hell. I want a loophole scope on the 12 days of Christmas. They asked for all my personal information, my phone number, address, email address. Which we didn't. Did not. And everything. And I won. You didn't win. You didn't contact us back. They contacted me through the email and said I had 48 hours to claim my prize. I also contacted you at 24 hours. I never saw the email. You'd think they would have called me or texted me. We didn't have your telephone number, so we couldn't. Because everyone texts these. So, but hell no. I'm done with <laughs> these people deleting this app. That's what he said. One down. <laughs> million to go. <laughs> Let's see if we can offend everybody. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's almost like we took this away from him. Like he owned it and we went to his house and we took it away. Listen, this is the reality of the society we live in these days. There are, there is no accountability. I could go on for days and days. This is probably a whole different podcast. It's not an outdoor podcast. It wouldn't be your favorite, but I could go on forever I, about customer experience issues. Yeah. <clears throat> People are entitled and that's the reality. Not everybody, but when you deal with it on our side, you all you hear and anybody that has a company out there and when, when you deal with customers, you're only getting for the most part, the negative side. Now yeah. I will say like, I, you know, I've been reading our, the emails that come through our website through dreoutdoors.com for 17 years. I've always, that's been one of the things I've always done here mm -hmm. and we get a lot it's of positive. Thing do, right? 
Well, depends who you ask. So uh, we, we get a lot of positive feedback through there as well. I mean, tons of negative, yeah. but, but I get to see the positive. So it's, you know, and when you look at the 12 days uh, posts, cause we, we had a couple of knuckleheads posting negative stuff in the yeah. 12 day stuff and just a quick reply. Hey, we're, we are giving this stuff away. There are people that win it. Con- Let's talk about the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. The contest quote unquote, but um, th- there are plenty of, of grateful people. I mean, more th- so th- than th- there are the more. Terms. Yeah. But you're going to hear, you know, the vocal minority. So yeah. anyways, what is it they say? The sour apple is the one that makes the most noise. Is that it? <laughs> you twitching eyed <laughs> rascal, <laughs> you little twitcher. That's what I do, man. Say, make up sayings and have uh, neurological issues. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, but there are some people that have been pleased with us this past year. Okay, let's let's hear from them. <laughs> so, uh, so the, some of our rack packers. When I asked what some of their favorite moments from the show in 2021 were, Craig McLaughlin said the episode with Will Himeno. That was that was probably looking back. That was probably the one with the most meaning, I would say, and the most. You know, you kind of sit back and you just listen. Even from our perspective, it was pretty impactful. He was the nine eleven survivor and mm-hmm. uh, is the nine eleven survivor. And he wrote a couple books here recently about his experience. One's a, a children's book, and one's a kind of a um, I don't know if you'd say it's not a memoir, but it's yeah. I mean, it, it it's it's all about like his his journey as how an he's immigrant coped. and yeah, and, and and then how he coped you know, to move forward and, and really in, in moving forward in all aspects of his life from immigration on. So, uh, that, that's yeah. a pretty powerful episode. And you might ask, what does it have anything to do with hunting? He's a, he's a big time hunter. He's out the outdoors is what really helped him cope with, with mm-hmm. what happened to him and, you know, and what happened to all of his friends. He lost a lot of loved ones, obviously. So yeah, it's a pretty, do you have an episode number on that? Uh, not a fan that we could have used that. I'm sorry. Let's I didn't just, do anything to help you. Let's so. just cut. Let's cut right here, and we'll just add it in. Okay. seamlessly. Okay. So I, I would highly recommend that one. Yes, um, and uh, and then Dale Wagner. I don't know. Like this is kind of the Sunday school answer. When someone asks you a question, you say Jesus. Dale Wagner says all of them. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> I think we just crapped on Dale for giving us a compliment. <laughs> Sorry, Dale. You but, did. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> When I say I think Dale's I say great. we, I mean me. Yes. <laughs> That's been established. You got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> so Dale likes them all. Ron Lauks liked the Big Boy episode. I think there's probably quite a few people that liked that episode because we talked about you killing the safe buck, right? That also, the way that you phrased the big the fact that you were becoming a big boy. So this is probably two different episodes then because- we talked about well, becoming yeah, a big boy. That's right. That was a safe buck episode. Yep. But the original episode. Where you teased the big boy. No. The- <laughs> Cut that off. <laughs> Time code that. Producer Matt. <clears throat> we should also say we've got some probably PG-13 rated clips from the show from this past year that we may be sprinkling into the Rack Pack Facebook group. Yes. As it's exclusive content. It's not, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, not good. <laughs> it doesn't make either of us look good. 
And then we got one last one here. We got Cody Harper. He says the Lando Lakes butter. That's when you tried giving us a Lando Lakes sponsorship. I don't remember what episode that one is. It's kind of been an ongoing thing. Every time we kind of have an opening. (laughs) Trying to work an angle here. Yeah. Trying to get a non, they call them non-endemic sponsors in the business. What we should do is just try to work on people in the business. Hmm. All right. I don't know. Moving on. But if anyone from Lando Lakes is listening and they're looking for a way to get their superior product in front of uh, people who are interested in butter and butter products. Are you going to start cooking with butter? I usually use bacon grease. I save bacon grease. Extra fat. And and I cook, I usually don't uh, put it in the... I, the lard? Yeah, exactly. And I just, you know, cook eggs with it. And, huh. I'm a bacon grease guy. Seems not healthy for a guy that promotes health and wellness. Hmm. Does it? Caught you in a trap. <laughs> <laughs> You got me with you, the sir. Are a fraud, <laughs> legion of woodsmen, more like legion of turds. <laughs> Them's fighting words, Matt. After this, we're gonna go and have a fight by the bike rack right here at three thirty on the mat. <laughs> well, my mom's picking me up today, so maybe tomorrow we'll have a fight. I know a guy that's an accomplished college wrestler. We're gonna Greco-Roman wrestle. <laughs> he will for me. <laughs> I wrestled in third and fourth grades. And I hated it. I actually wrestled up through high school. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? It was fine. I could have been okay, but I had literally the state's best uh, best in the weight class in front tough. of me <laughs> the entire high school. He was always my wrestling partner. Always the same movie started around. with. <laughs> could never stop it. My favorite was the tap and go. Where you like pretend like you're going to tap him on the forehead and you take the legs out. Single leg or what are we talking? I don't know. Whatever I could right. get. I wasn't good. I wasn't good enough. <laughs> but that could be said for many things as a precursor to life. <laughs> well, so do, speaking of like foibles and accidents, do we want to talk about your hunt last night? Okay. Well, first, yes, we do. And thank you for in a second. The question. I'll, I'll call in a special guest here in a second, but I'm going to lead up to it. So. I'm still hunting that new lease, still trying to kill a deer, yep. still trying to get something within bow range, and it's been very tough. Well, we had a period there with the rising moon leading into the full moon where it got actually, we actually got cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. And so we got a couple acres of standing beans kind of left in a secluded part of the property, and <clears throat> it would have been perfect to hunt there every day. Good wind, <laughs> but... I have burned all of my goodwill at home. <laughs> it's getting late in the season. It tends late. to happen. There's a lot of people who got a lot of problems with me. <laughs> Mostly my wife. <laughs> they had the last name of Drury. Yes. And so I elected not to go on Thursday. We we shot, we went, we had to do some stuff for Tracker. So we shot, we went and shot yeah. some family photos and Christmas lights and stuff like that. And um, so missed Thursday. This deer, he, he really, I don't recall having him early in the year. He just kind of showed up here late season. He's, he's a pretty dang nice 10-pointer. He's got a broken brow, but he's, an, he's a nice deer, mm-hmm. fully mature. So he shows back up. All of a sudden, he starts showing up on this on these beans right around dark, right before dark, like within camera light, you okay. know? And I'm like, all right, Thursday night, he showed up right in front of the muddy bowl. Friday, <clears throat> and, and I couldn't go, well, we couldn't go Thursday. Friday, I had tickets to the Blues game, so went and had too much fun Friday night. Didn't go Friday. He showed up right at dark, you know, right and coming out in the on the beans. 
Saturday we go because mm-hmm. we that that was the whole plan. It's like Saturday was kind of like the pick day, so it's yeah. like all right, let's go for sure Saturday. What, like what's so so we know like right now this time of year end of day movement is kind of yeah. Key. What time were you getting into the blind? We have been getting in anywhere from two thirty to three, probably closer to three o'clock. Okay. And our access isn't an issue. We're walking down a gigantic field to get you know to get in and. And really know on this field, like on, on this farm, they do not move until the last, you know, sunset, a little bit before sunset. Yeah. So you got another 30 minutes, yeah, like 30 or 40 minutes where you might see a deer. So we sit there for an hour or two with nothing happening. And I feel pretty confident in that. And they're not bedded right off. Like the thing you got to worry about this time of year in most places, you got a food source, then bedding right next to the food source. They're bumping them, getting in. Yeah. yeah. That also is not happening here. <laughs> so... We get in Saturday and we wait all of a sudden, you know, we had a few deer, a few does come out in front of us all of a sudden look behind us back basically where we're parking our tracker. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like three, 400 yards away. And there's a group of deer pop out. I put the Leopold's up and one of them's a, a big body, you know, and Scott even says like, yeah, that's, he's got a pretty big de- a body on him. I'm like, I, that's a shooter. As he gets closer, I'm like, that's the shooter. So he beelines it. He's eating in this winter wheat that the farmer plant. I mean, there's a hundred acres of it. So the yeah. deer are popping out when they do pop out, they're popping out all over, but we're focused in on these beans. Okay. Like I said, about two acres. So the deer starts, you know, he's eating, he's kind of taking his time. We probably got like 15, 20 minutes left of legal shooting light. All of a sudden he decides uh, he's heading our way. And I'm like, come on, Scott, we've got to get a game plan together. Cause it's, we're not faced that direction. Okay. We're faced front window. This is going to be a side window. So we readjust to right everything to, to the, the right. right. Okay. We readjust everything and we're ready. And we, we've been, both of us have a bow tag left. So we've been taking the crossbow and my V3X. Sure. And I got no qualms with, if something stays out there at 60 yards, I'm going to, even 40 yards, I'm likely going to use the crossbow anywhere from 40 to 60. Mm-hmm. But if they're 30 in and 35 and in, I'm going to use my vertical. And, um, it's just really hard to get them in, in this kind of range late season like this. And so he starts committing and I'm like, all right, it's going to be a crossbow deal. Cause it's late and he's, he's walking our way. Well, he hits our scent trail and I, and we use, you know, um, nose jammer, but I, I thought about this after the fact, after we were in Illinois hunting a couple of weeks ago, which we never really went over that. I don't think, uh, my second trip to Illinois, I, I had gotten the tracker so muddy. It was so, it was a mess over there. I, I took it to a car wash, like one of those oh. um, manual car yeah. washes while I was using my lacrosse boots. And even though I wasn't using like a scented, you know, there's a lot of smells oh, and sense. Yeah, exactly. And I thought my, I bet the bottom of my boots, you know, I had sprayed it was no nose jammer, but this was like our first hunt in after Illinois. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I guarantee you that had uh, something to do with yeah. it. So he wigged out, this is probably 200 yards still. He wigged out kind of, he looked at the blind, kind of settled down. He decided to continue on, but instead of the path he was heading, which is right towards us, he kind of goes to the timber and he kind of skirts us uh. and he, he comes and he comes into the beans, but he stays out at like 80 yards, 70 yards. And then we lost, you know, yeah, you're probably legal. like watching your, Oh yeah, I was. And we, it came down to the end and it was legal shooting light and so that was the the end of the night but we got good footage of him it was a good encounter and i thought yeah that this is great next night was a south southeast which was where he was standing at at in front of us at 70 yards and i thought okay. you know these are scent proof blinds i just don't want to push it plus like again at home <laughs> it's like all right let's just let this sit monday we'll be able to get back after it 
I'm down at mom and dad's. We're having Sunday dinner. Dad's there. We're shooting the breeze. I'm like, Ugh. get a reconic cell camera picture. 440. So like plenty no. of light, plenty of light. <laughs> he popped out at Brutal. 30 yards in front of the blind. Uh, I'm like, God dang it. Just uh, eating away. So totally. And, and the, the wind would not have been an issue where he popped out. I'm like, crap. So I go, okay, we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Temperatures aren't as ideal. The highs were getting mm -hmm. up into the four fifties, you know, but the lows were still, we're still getting like twenties, yeah. high twenties for lows. I mean, the mornings are real cool. So, and it drops really drastically in the afternoons. So we went in Monday, nothing it sucked. <laughs> Saw five deer went in yesterday, Tuesday. And, uh, so we're sitting there, nothing's happening. All of a sudden, a nice three and a half year old eight pops out, real beautiful deer, gonna be a stud. Then a spike popped out, and we're filming him. And then um, Scott's like, What's that in the back? And we have two 10 pointers that are both mature bucks okay. uh, the short G210 and then this broke brow. And uh, so the short G210 popped up, and he's, you know, at the end of the field, that might be 100 yards or so. Well, he's feeding, he's coming our way. And then I, the eight pointer, I think, gets, we had our front window open because we had a good west wind blowing right in the face okay. and the eight pointer kind of feeds behind us and we we lose track of him i'm not really sure what he's doing he must be getting a little fishy because both the deer that are in front of us still the mature deer and, and the spike mm -hmm. they're looking and they just froze mm -hmm. and they didn't move for like what felt like an eternity it was probably five minutes but at this point it's so yeah. late in the evening we don't have five minutes to burn and quiet too Oh yeah. And so he hung up at 80 and he stayed at 80 eating the beans and we just watched him, got mm -hmm. footage of him. And, you know, so the, the night ended, so I shut the window and, and they always kind of get a little, you know, as you're starting to like move around that blind, we're on a keen trailer. So there's a little bit of movement to okay. it up top. And, uh, I, they, they just kind of bounce off and, and, and leave. Well, this is where it gets interesting. So I'm going to call a special guest in. Scotty, <clears throat> you, got, you got some time here? Pull up a chair, brother. This is going to be a cautionary tale oh. for our audience, and one that wow. we're lucky to be able to tell. Plug me in, Tim. You live to tell the tale. <clears throat> You're Barely. jacked in. All right. So, Scott Heminger just joined us. For those that are listening, those that are watching, Scott, we've uh, talked a lot about Scotty. Scott! Because he is the poor fellow that has to follow me around all fall. And he puts a lot of work into all the farms. And, of course, here on our social media team, he's, he's the, real, uh, the real leader here and gets a bunch of stuff done. So, anyways, we're climbing out. I climb, he's got the crossbow. I got my bow. We, you know, pack up, <clears throat> we're climbing down. I climb down, I get to the bottom. So the way that this Keen trailer works, it's probably 10 foot of ladder and it goes down to a platform. It's, mm -hmm. and it's all metal. It goes down to a metal platform and then another two feet off the ground. That's, a, you know, two okay. feet off the ground or whatever. <clears throat> it's a trailer that you put your blind on and then you can crank up and it, you move your trailer anywhere you need it. So sure. if anybody doesn't know about a Keen trailer, they're pretty cool. So <clears throat> anyways... I climb down, I'm sitting down at the bottom, I'm waiting, I'm looking up, I'm watching Scott, and I look down, I'm kind of looking for deer, you know, to see if we're going to spook anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden I start hearing like, kind of like a grasping, a grabbing, a grasping. I look up <laughs> and Scott, take it away. Well, you might have to remind me of the rest of this. I, I vividly remembered, I watched it all. So he watched it all. I barely remember what happened, but I'm, I'm sitting there crawling down the ladder 
Got all, everything just like we do every yeah. night. Everything's normal. So you got a crossbow in your left hand. Crossbow and in my left hand. Using your right hand to climb down. Yep. So I went to go from the top safety bar up there on the platform. Went to go grab that first rung because uh-huh. I'd already made it a couple steps down. Well, I didn't feel the rung. I couldn't find it. I oh, had my hey. gloves on. <laughs> I started reaching and I just started leaning back. And oh. I was like, okay, so if I can't find it, what am I doing? Because if I go straight down, it's on that metal platform. That would have been rough. Been real rough. So I just kind of went with it and kicked myself off the platform about 10 foot in the air. And Holy heck. Rode it all the way to the ground. So. And <laughs> when he hit the ground, man, like the crossbow, like, I, you know, like, because when I start hearing the hand trying to search, I, uh-huh. like it was a quick movement, like yeah. a pretty loud movement. So I look up and I'm like, oh, shit. And he he falls. He's starting to fall back. And right as he's gonna fall or you know it's there's it's obvious he's not gonna be able to grab on anything he pushed his body off and that gave him enough to get away from the bottom platform yeah. but he he knocked the platform on the way down with his knee i guess yep left oh. kneecap just hit the edge of the metal so when he hits the ground the crossbow so he the other thing is he's got a dslr around his neck the tenzing pack with the big camera is in his back on his back yeah and the crossbow in the left hand I and mean, we got a bunch of crap i mean it takes a bunch of crap to film all mm-hmm. this stuff and so he he hits the i mean it makes a loud noise because he hits that block or the uh the platform yeah and then as he hits the ground the crossbow hammered the ground on the left side he kind of hits with the side of his body but then like his back lands on his backpack and instantly honestly like i thought instantly back to my dad's accident a couple years ago i'm like you know i throw my bow down and i'm like dude are you okay you know like is your knees you know you feel your legs you know you're back you know what's going on and he's like yeah obviously shook up but i was more embarrassed than anything i mean it was you know like how did that happen and yeah you know, it's it's a scary feeling, but you know, I was worried about, did I break the crossbow? Did I smash the camera? <laughs> but, you know, shout out to Tenzing in that packet. I think a lot of that broke my fall. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of padding in there, but all the cameras are good. Everything's good. A few little things on the crossbow there that yeah. we have to look at. That but. stirrup that you put your foot into. Yeah, yeah. That is like the aftermarket part or whatever. It It's... I think we'll be able to fix it because it, but where it screws in, that's popped out. But other than that, I, now we need to, when we go to the farm today, we're going to shoot it and yeah, obviously see if there's a, any other issues with it. We don't mm-hmm. really know yet, but I was just scared to death that he like yeah, broke his legs. That's, that's high enough to break your, you know, a vertebra or something. Uh, yeah. Well, and that, I was thinking like his ankles, the way he hit, like the compression, you know, the way he hit his feet. And I was just thinking he was going to shatter, a, you know, an ankle, yeah. a foot or, you know, I didn't know. I was scared to death for him. What was the ground like there? I mean, it's pretty hard packed ground. I mean, farmer planted winter wheat, but it's not like disked up soft okay. dirt. I mean, it's pretty solid. Um but yeah, I mean, I got extremely lucky and I mean, I got home last night, iced my knee, took a little ibuprofen, mm-hmm. but the surprising thing is I don't have a bruise on my body. That's incredible. Like, I was, should not be that way. <laughs> I, I agree. I was scared. Of, I was like, you need me to go get the buggy. Like what's, you know, like how you feeling? He's like, oh, I can walk. I, you know, I'm like, geez, dude, you know, we were talking the whole way back. I'm like, holy crap. You Sorry know, like believe. this is, you're very lucky. Like I was just scared to death. Yeah. 
it was, it was crazy. Definitely crazy moment. So it's what's, what's in, in, insane about those moments is like, you just don't believe it when you're watching it. Like your mind can't accept what's happening. And it just like, before you know it, it's already over. And then you're left, like you're mentally trying to like piece it all together. Like, Oh my gosh, that did just happen. Yeah. So like when Matt came over to me to check on me, like, are you okay? I'm just sitting there like laying, staring at the sky. And it's like, well, I got a backpack on my back, a camera on my neck. Like, how am I going to get up? <laughs> so that's what I was trying to figure out and just, you know, being embarrassed about it. But I mean, we just got to take a little more time and be a little more careful that, getting down. That and, was a takeaway yeah. I had. It's like we it's been a grind and he's been there every step of the way yeah. the whole season. You know, so it's been a grind. It's not just a grind for for me. It's a grind as a team, you know, because he's got to gut out all those crappy sits that we've had as well. And, you know, there's pressures at home for him. There's, you know, mm -hmm. the, still got to get all his shit done at work. I mean, that's yeah. not any easier. And so, you know, his honey is not. His job. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his job. It's good. You're not paid to hunt. <laughs> nope. Well, just filming. That's yeah. So inside joke. But anyways, it, it just, I don't know. Like it, it made me think, cause if we got to both have an hour drive home after that, you know, and I'm just like, Holy crap. You know, like this could have ended really, really badly. Yeah. And we just got to take our time. Like we take that for granted, like climbing out and climbing down. Cause we've done it. 40 times mm -hmm. a season or whatever, 80 times, whatever it is, you know, we've done it a ton all year. And here we are at the end of the year. It's like, all right, we can't get sloppy. And, and we hunt out of box blinds a lot because of the safety side of it, but there's still perils there too. So yeah. you, you just got to be careful. And, you know, especially when it gets late season, which it wasn't cold enough, but if you have ice on the steps oh, and the yeah. platform, like there's a whole different set of concerns that you just got to be careful. So, like I said, it was a cautionary tale. We're lucky nothing happened. Nothing really bad happened, but uh, it was scary nonetheless. Built like a tank. Yeah, rubber, look at rubber him. band man. I mean, something like <laughs> He's that. Flexible. This is what uh, monster energy and donuts can do yeah. for your body. Yes. You've been doing yeah, it wrong, Tim. On track, yeah. Breakfast the champions, lunch the champions, you know. I thought like that. And skull. <laughs> Copenhagen. Oh, Get sorry. it right, Matt. Jeez. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Unreal. Um, so, like, today, a little bit of soreness, but... Yeah, that's not, not really not even in your back or your legs. No, no. Shocking. Like a little bit of a tweaked ankle, a little bit of a sore knee. But I mean, nothing like I expected it to be. Crazy. I expected to be really sore today, but no, I feel fine. It's that's well, weird. I, I can't explain hey, it. But here's what I said when we, you know, when we got back to the trucks, I'm like, this season's trying to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> like, this season's fixing <laughs> to kill us, man. Like, this ain't no joke. So I'm. I'm known for my marketing prowess. Are Last you? week okay. when we had Jason Gilbertson on from Winchester, I had a good idea for him and his team. Mm. Um, in case the folks from Scent Blocker are listening, our scent, or scent lock, deer hunting helmets. <laughs> put a camera Mossy on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, put a cam put a camera on it. Yeah, I mean, just like a life helmet. Have them make a special edition with an eye patch for you. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a visor that comes Shots out. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> like an NHL helmet. I like that. I wear that. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. So, anyways, I love you, Scott. We're happy that nothing yeah. worse happened. Big time. Yep. The yep. Man takes Crazy a stuff. Lick and and keeps while we got Scott, let's hear your thoughts on the season. A cameraman's perspective. <sighs> Last year was a lot more fun. Yep. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it was. you know, we're still learning. We're still trying to figure it out. And, you know, I think we've 
really taken this new lease and, and we've learned a lot about it. So next year. Been gonna, great for the other two people on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've helped out a lot of people get some deer this year. But Magnanimous. But no, I think, you know, we learned a lot and we're going to implement some things going forward next year that'll hopefully lead to more success. And I mean, we've still got Ellsbury otherwise. So yeah. <laughs> just go up there. But yeah. But yeah, overall, it's been, you know, a grind of a season, but that's the way it is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to hunt tonight, t this afternoon, and this okay. is going to be our last hunt for the year. And then uh, I think cold, it's going to get real warm. And then cold temperatures are kind of starting to come back after the beginning of January. So he's hoping if we're still after it, yeah. the, the beans, are, that's the thing. It's like you have all these plans, but if you don't get the right weather, I don't care uh, unless you're Mark, you know, Terry, these, you know, Lee Lukoski, these guys that are in the, there's probably a billion guys that you've never heard of that are really dialed in. Yeah. But us average Joes <laughs> that are figuring it out. I, it, the temperatures just sucked all year. I mean, mm -hmm. they were, it was hard to get on them. Yeah. And uh, this new lease, they they were nocturnal to begin with. So a lot, lot to to figure out. And the beans were kind of our like, hey, late season's going to be awesome. But been warm. So I, I had a real letdown because I, I spent most of this past weekend going around changing stand locations, checking cameras. And I, I kind of forgot how much work it is to take a stand down and rehang it mostly they're lock-ons so like and where i'm hunting it's you know hiking these things up a ridge and through yeah. the timber and everything and and i'm looking at deer cast for next week when i have time to hunt and it's all bad oh yeah it's just all bad so it's it, a it, i told him last night in the blinds like look at flatlines that's what the the prediction part looks like. It's yeah. been good this past week, and then it flatlines at Christmas, and it's red and small throughout the whole week of you know, like it's when well, we have time to go. We have time to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. I and so like I was I was planning on like a reset here for late season, try to fill that last buck tag, and so now I'm looking at well, I didn't, next week's probably going to be a wash. I might see something right before dark, but maybe I'll get a little bit of time there in January before season ends to. Get out. Yep. Here's hoping. Keep your eyes on those cameras. You got a great spot for an otter. I know that. <laughs> so, all right, mm -hmm. Scott. Uh, we didn't prep you for this, but we're talking about our favorite moments, favorite episodes of the season. You kind of sit in the peanut gallery here in the studio. Do you have any special favorite moments from 2021 on the podcast? See, this is a tough question because I only get to hear about half of the show most of the time because I hear worst these half. guys in studio, but I miss about half of the guests. Yeah. Um, and all the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the well, best part. That's a lot. You know, here's a little behind the scenes. I've actually had part in filming the audio of some of these sound Easy. effects. <laughs> it's moving on. <laughs> it's true. Teaser. Teaser. It's true. But um, no, I mean, some of the the ones that I think of, like the guy mentioned the Wilhelm Inno one earlier, like I've had a couple phone calls with Will and dealt with him and he's such a super nice guy. And oh, I thought you were going to say he sucks. <laughs> I was no, like, Whoa. no, no. Will's awesome. And I mean, you know, the books that he's put out there and just his story in general. And, you know, he's just a great guy to deal yeah, with. So that's, that's that. probably one of my favorites, too. But, yeah. um, you know, anytime Mark and Terry are on, I know those usually do pretty good. But I like the I like the archery guests the mm, most, yeah. you know. If you guys have Levi Morgan on, like those, those are the ones that I would really tune into. Talking more. bow hunting. Yep. Good to know. One of my favorites was Lee Chose 
when he uh, when he bombed his way through the episode. He, it was very. We had to we had to go through and put kind of like a, a disclaimer on that episode. But also, he called out Kid Rock for being a crappy outdoorsman, like being a poser. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I don't care, I'll say it. Yeah, he's just so established. And that you know that one, I think it got overlooked because a lot of people may not know who Lee is. But that that one is a a pretty good listen. Yes, like it was pretty. He's just a really great guest, and he has no filter no not yeah at all. so th- 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 i'm glad you mentioned fun. that one i forgot about that lee joe so that was that was a good one yeah and he's an epic photographer yeah too. for he's sure what he does so you would know brandon jennings episode dave kramer's episode was good rick's was good i mean there, there's been several really good from the team members this year I, dave kramer's was really good not just because dave's like dave's an og and he is su- just a super nice guy, really genuine guy. Um, but he had such great, like, practical tips yeah. in there. He's very hands-on, very, like, I do this, you know, the windsock on my farm to show me what the wind is actually doing on my property. And they're always successful every year. Yes. Him and his son. So, yeah. yeah. A couple good ones. Killing Kramers. Kramer killers? I don't know. Let's move <laughs> forward. Yes. <laughs> Let's. Okay. Um, we got a question of the day. All righty. The question of the day is probably brought to you by Cold Steel. Real blades for professional hunters. And Scott and I would know nothing about either of those things. <laughs> Real blades are professional hunters. Maybe someday you'll get to use it. We're going to put a trampoline at the bottom of our, <laughs> of our platform. That way we bumble's bounce. <laughs> now, what's this for, gentlemen? Well, that's for when we, when we fall. When we bail. <laughs> We're so fed up. All right, so this is from Steve Clark from the Rack Pack. Since you hunt the same deer for three or four years of history, do you think they daylight same few days each year? You know, in my experience, limited as it might be, Mm -hmm. I don't have that same experience with deer year after year because a lot of times on these two leases that we hunt, like the lease that we hunted forever, Mm. it seems like most of the time it's a new deer that we're hunting each year. I don't have a lot of history. Um, so every year it's like, okay, what deer is this? What deer is that? You know, but Mark and Terry live and die by that kind of like, Hey, this year, Mark specifically, he daylighted over here around this period. I think he's going to show back up. We did have a little bit of experience with that, with that, uh, that big nine pointer last year, the timber nine, mm-hmm. we passed him the year before in the timber and thought this is going to be a stud. And he showed back up right at that same time frame the following mm-hmm. year. This year, we never, we didn't run as many cameras on that property. So maybe we missed them. I doubt it, but we didn't see him this year. So maybe he got killed. He, he would have been pretty old, but we, we have seen glimpses of those types of things like, Hey, they winter here, they summer there, yeah. they show back up. But, but like the new piece that we're hunting now, we have no, we have no history. So we don't know what, what the previous years were yeah. like. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I would agree. It seems like Mark and Terry have such a deep history with deer that they, that they can do that. For me, it's more like, I just in general know how my properties hunt mm-hmm. and when I'll see certain types of deer and when I won't. Agreed. That's kind of, the, it's like a macro level understanding. It's like this time of year, we, we know at Ellsbury, like right there end of October through about gun season, you're going to kill a deer in the South Timber or the North Timber. There's two sets. You you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into one yeah. if you put in the time. But, you know, late season, if the farmer leaves, you know, if we have food and the farmer leaves food, you know, we pay for that. 
we know that they're going to come off of the neighboring property. Like those are the, that's about it. That's about all we really get off of that. Yeah. Um, but we, it's hard to pattern a deer the same way year after year. Yeah. That marketary, they, they get those properties are more, you know, I think there's a misconception we talk about it. Like it's all big giant properties. I mean, maybe 80 acres or hundred acres, but they generally know this deer, he's kind of daylighted over here. Mm -hmm. This, week you know this period last yeah. year the year before we have a good chance here it doesn't have to be because you have a thousand acres 500 acres 300 acres like they can do that on small smaller parcels but I, I have a feeling it's as much about they're so dialed into their camera inventory i was gonna say cameras play a big part and the way that they um kind of uh, uh put it all into their computers because they use that recon they're all using pcs and use that reconics buck view program mm -hmm. and so they can go back and look at it a lot easier we're going back the way i we've gone through this on another podcast the way i file my system is not G2 as buck. <laughs> not as foolproof which which one <laughs> the short one or Big the tall G2, one the broken G2, one three-year-old g1 G bucks too <laughs> yes yeah so, so just three I mean, and a half eight four and a half eight <laughs> Five and a half, eight. They actually have a better system. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because even you have that many cameras, that many pictures and that, that kind of duration of history, you have to have some kind of, otherwise you have a bunch of data and you can't do anything with it. Yeah. They're good at mining their data. Yes. We are not. You can spend as much time as you want going through Reconyx trail camera photos and gathering info and data. Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at the way deer move from one side to the other, are they coming from the left or the right? I mean, you could spend hours doing that. It's kind of fun. Part but of it's fun. time consuming. So yeah, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> Why I don't do it. Speaking <laughs> of time consuming, how about the wildlife word? Wee! Wee! It's brought to you by Winchester Ammunition, an American legend. Okay. We'll talk about deer behavior. When a deer wags or swishes its tail, it generally means they are a about mm. to evacuate their colon. B, are nervous and on edge. <laughs> C, they're thinking about the future. But y'all don't say that. And D, are calm and at ease. That's what she said. <laughs> I mean. Why wouldn't we end the year like this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the grand finale, the fireworks display. <laughs> Maybe they don't make sense, but they're going off anyways. Rapid a lot fire. of explosions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wasn't even listening to the. <laughs> okay. So. About which fart to push next. Yeah. <laughs> really okay. Through this. So, Sky, you're our guest, apparently. So, when a deer wags or swishes its tail, what's it mean? Now, we're talking about swishing down, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not bah, flagging bah, up. Bah, bah, bah. So, looking at those, I would probably guess D or yeah. calm and at ease. Yeah. Me too. D. You guys both win a Drury Outdoors ball cap. I one, got one on. That's the one. <laughs> I see. So you have to work out a series of who's wearing it which day. Okay. But, yep, that's right. That's a sign that they are chill. You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for wildlife word of the day when that's the wildlife word of the day. I so got off easy. What would be a better one? <laughs> Anything that's tricky. <laughs> Should go so back you, to that crepuscular question. And what's the word that... When a deer wags or swishes its tail isn't a word of no, the let's, day. Let's not get too deep into this here. You got to do more homework. Wag? <laughs> wag is not a word? No, no. Swish? But you're putting them together. Deer wags or swishes, that's... 
trying to help you guys out. Is that a, like a technical term for whitetails? Why actually deer, deer hunting thought so. <laughs> really? Yeah. So now we know where Tim plagiarizes from. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to come from some source. Should at least give these guys some. <laughs> what we should do is sell this to them. <laughs> That's, I just had a light bulb moment. We're repurposing your I, I know a guy at Outdoor Life. I'm going to call him up and say, listen. <laughs> Let's do it. We have a thing for you. <laughs> We've been using your be, stuff for years. He'll be like, wait, not is this the wildlife you. word segment? Because we're not interested. <laughs> I no actually offense. don't want to be affiliated with you or your podcast. It's not my favorite outdoor podcast. Seems like a liability to us. That's definitely, I think, how Jason Gilbertson felt last week. <laughs> one of the one of the interesting things when people when people join the rack pack is they usually answer some questions. And a lot of times people say stuff like, you know, it's funny you guys horse around and, and we like that but they also say the knowledge I, from right. the guests yeah well it, they just say the knowledge hmm. so i'm assuming a lot of it comes from the guests but it's important for me to remember that we have kind of a variety of skill levels and experience levels of hunters who listen to the show so many like us you know, and experienced, <laughs> maybe we need to you know, talk about the difference between a rub and a scrape. And then, you know, also kind of on the higher level, talk about how barometric pressure impacts deer. Yeah. Like there's, there's a whole gamut of people that are listening. Well, here's the good part, Tim. We got all of 2022 and 52 more episodes that we got to crank out whether we want to or not. And so I thought we were done. No, no, we're just getting started. Oh, crap. <laughs> you know, Let's, how, what episode number is this? You don't didn't 241. 241. So we're not going to hit 300 next year unless we really crank. That'd be a shame because if we hit the 300th episode last year, we could time this out and mm. figure out how to hit it for the last episode. That could be something. It could I be. Mean, we could have a pony. Hmm. We could have uh, I don't cake. Want a pony. <laughs> <laughs> we could have sparklers and a clown. And. Uh, Grand 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 Fernelli. Grand Fartnelli. <laughs> we better stop. Yes. So So our other special guest didn't show unless you got a text message here while we were on. I nope. don't. <laughs> Nobody texted. Do not him. disturb though, so who knows what happened. Yep. We are as sorry as hell, so but hey, you guys got me. Well, we're just we're, he did say we were sorry as hell. We're we're just happy you're here with us, Scott. Yeah, me too. Nothing yeah. from our special guest. Nope. Okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. This is the show. We're gonna wrap it up, and if our special guest happens to jump on, mm -hmm. we're gonna add on to the show. Oh my goodness! As long as it's already you, we probably gotta in the show notes say skip over the first. 35 to 40 minutes. We could there. start with Scott mm -hmm. and then go from there. This is like we're bending time here. It's what we do. Get the flex capacitor ready, folks. About to listen to the show. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us during 2021. <laughs> That's dead air. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Stick with us during what? <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Been a long year. And if you've listened to more than... Like an episode or two, you are dedicated. Yeah, appreciate it. Join yeah. the Rack Pack. Be sure you're in there. All seriousness, have a safe New Year's mm -hmm. and um, fill that buck tag. Ardo tag or any tag. Yeah. That's what I'm about these days. Ardo tag, whatever. All right. Tonight. Tonight's the night. Tonight. We're going to kill something this afternoon on, those, on the field that Scott almost became paralyzed. The Scott Heminger Memorial Field. <laughs> yep. 
like the sound of that. I mean, we're joking. I don't mean to make light of it. We're lucky, but that's why we're making light of it. Mm -hmm. So tonight, tonight, we're going to end the year with a kill. Let's do it. All right. All right. right. Till next time, be safe. Please, peace out. Temperatures are going to be dropping. Perfect conditions for the skinny feet. Got to focus on those afternoon hunts. Northwest Tree Stand, 5 p.m. It's the easiest decision you'll make this season. Get ahead of your game with DeerCast. <laughs> Identify those rungs. Scott! <laughs> Take the gloves off. Grab firmly. Uh, Is that what it was that I just couldn't feel? So normally, like I, the top platform, I stick my fingers down in that and grab a hold of that. That's what she said. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs>